Listening to the Refuge Podcast, we are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We're so glad you chose to listen to us today. Uh, I am super excited because today is a special day. First of all, uh, it is Christmas time. Hope you all have a Merry Christmas. And what a Christmas present I have here today. Not just one present, not just two presents, but three presence. Uh, I got three friends here with me today. Uh, They're going to talk about what it looks like to have Jesus-centered relationships, Uh, and I'm going to introduce them. Uh, We have Hunter Bellows, who is the old man of the group. Uh, Hunter is living in Raleigh and will uh, soon be getting married, not too long. Uh, And then the the middle-aged man is Josiah Filliger, and he is uh, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee, Nash Vegas, uh, and he is a college basketball extraordinaire. Uh, He's up and rising. He's an uprising star uh, basketball coach. Uh, And then the young gun, uh, and also soon to be married, Mr. Lars Tellefson, and he's finishing up at uh, App State in Boone. So guys... uh, to let everyone know that you actually are here. Can you say hello or maybe just something fun? Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a fantastic day today. You're comfortable and, and ready for this roller coaster of a of a podcast we're about to yes. embark on. Josiah, how's the weather in Nashville? Uh today I think it's a uh it's a brisk fifty-eight degrees. You know, mm. it's a beautiful Sunday here in Nashville. So mm. can't complain. Very good. Can't complain, excited to be on here. Lars, up on the mountain, you doing good? Oh, yes. As always in Boone, North Carolina, doing fantastic. The beautiful Boone. Uh, Okay, so we have you guys on here for a reason, not just to shoot the breeze, although we could do a really good job of that for a long period of time. Uh, But I want to talk with you guys and then to share with everyone, because we did this on one of our retreats, uh, our last retreat, actually, uh, in the fall. And the conversation we were having was about Jesus-centered relationships and why it's important Uh, how it can, yes, benefit us, but more importantly, how it helps us to grow and become more like Jesus. And the reason that we had you guys do this is because we, is everyone perfect? No. And we're going to, we're going to talk about that, how we're not saying that you guys are just perfect at having relationships and you're always happy with each other. Uh, But the reason that we asked you to do this is because we have seen in y'all's relationship, how it reflects Jesus and how you help each other grow and um, how you each uh, build each other up to be more like Jesus. And so uh, I have a few questions for you. We can talk through this, but first and foremost, just for everyone to get to know you guys, how did your relationship form? How did you guys meet and how did you become friends? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We kind of talk about this a lot, but uh, we kind of have an unlikely friendship. So it, it's it's interesting. I met I met Lars first. Uh, I met him on a mission trip in Belize. Um, we we were with different teams, different ministry teams that traveled down, 
And uh, I saw him, got to know him a little bit. Thought he was a little weird, but, you know, we were doing ministry, so I figured I'd be his friend. And um, didn't see him until uh, the next summer when I was in Belize. Uh, so that was the second time I saw him. And really, we just kind of hit it off and became close. And he lived in Raleigh. I was in Richmond, Virginia. Um, but I just kind of started making trips down there. And our, our friendship just kind of kind of blossomed, I guess you could say. But it, it, it's cool because it all started from ministry. And then uh, similar just with Hunter, you know, he and I, we went to the same high school. But, you know, we weren't really friends in, for a while. And then, it, to be honest, it, it's crazy. I don't even really know how it happened. It's like the Lord kind of just brought us together. And he ended up coming on one of those mission trips with us as well, which is how he met Lars. And um, it was evident to me early that, like, these were just two men that were on fire for God, they were pursuing God and they did it in a really fun way. <laughs> so for me, that, that like drew me to them. Um, and, uh, instantly I, I, I kind of knew that these were dudes that I could rely on. Um, so that was a, that was a big thing for us, uh, early on was just that I think we had a common pursuit. That was the biggest thing that unified us, even though we're three very different individuals in, in different ways with different strengths and weaknesses, but uh, we, we complement each other in the sense that we all want to live for Christ and, and just have as much influence on each other and others as possible. Yeah. I will also mention though, that um, Josiah currently lives with my fiance. So, you know, that's, that's another way that it's unifying us, even though we're, you know, not living in the same place. It's like, I have a representative there in my fiance, Kaylee. It's really good. It's like really ideal. If you're ever thinking about doing that, let your fiance live with your best friend before you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, with it with, with her family, correct? Like it's her whole family is there, isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah, the whole gang there. Oh, Josiah okay. just kind of yeah started living with the whole family. It's pretty cool, unique yeah. situation. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's fun. So I, I love the I love how God kind of drew you guys together through this this mission trip and this you know like you said, Josiah, this being on mission together, but then the like mindedness together of wanting to be like Jesus and grow to be like Jesus. And that that was the foundation of the friendship. I think, you know, that's not normal. Like, I think we can say that that's not typically how it all works. You know, you become friends in different ways. Either you're a teammate or uh, you are, you know, find yourself around each other for, you know, a lot of the time, and then that's how you naturally become friends. But for you guys, the foundation of your friendship is uh, is Jesus, <laughs> is this, you know, this mindset of wanting to be like Jesus. What would you say then, if that's the case, what has your discipleship um, looked like for you guys together personally? Your, your personal discipleship, but then really for your friendship, what has your discipleship looked like? So as far as discipleship together, uh, we have like Joe was talking about, been in several places um, with the sole purpose in mind of doing ministry for the Lord, um, sharing the gospel with people, um, doing whatever it, whatever it took to uh, to be the light of Christ in as many people's lives as possible. Um, so that's that's occurred in Belize. It's occurred in Texas. It's happened um, now through the refuge retreat. Um, it's just like we have consistently spent time pursuing Christ together um, from a distance, and that has allowed for us to find opportunities to do ministry together, uh, which has been really cool. And we've gotten to see um, some pretty amazing things um, that each person is doing 
uh, in the sense of like, I mean, Joe and I got to watch Hunter baptize a kid one time where, when we were all working at the same summer camp, um, we have just walked through so many, uh, different situations where, uh, the three of us were sharing, sharing the gospel, um, which has definitely benefited our friendship quite a bit. Yeah. I would say there's a couple of different things that we've been able to do, but for me, I think the root has always been just everything is kind of central around encouragement, you know, like, you know, whenever you have people in your life that you can just walk through different seasons with and, and you know what they struggle with and you know what their strengths are. And I think we're able to, to speak really to speak life into each other's lives because we know each other. So, so personally, so, for me, encouragement is just a way that we disciple each other. You know, I mean, I can, I can call Hunter and have a conversation with him and he's telling me different things that he's dealing with. And, you know, I can know like, Oh, well you're dealing with this, but I know this is a strength of yours that would really help you get through this or whatever. So really just affirming somebody through encouragement. And, um, I think being constant with that, uh, just lets each other know that like you're not alone in this. Right. And, and there's ways to conquer uh, any, any issues that you're dealing with, uh, really when you do it together. Right. And that's like one thing the refuge talks about is like better together, never alone, you know, like we're meant to do this together. And I think that's, that's a huge thing just in Christian relationships is, is let the person next to you know that they're not alone. So, uh, really through encouragement is, is, is a great way to do that. Yeah. I think, um, one of the next biggest things that has played a pretty large role in like the discipleship between the three of us uh, on a consistent basis is like Adam was talking about. We've never really, since we became good friends, we've never really lived in uh, the same town together. Um, so pursuing friends from a distance is not always the easiest, um, easiest thing to do. And we have had to find ways to be intentional with one another so that our friendship doesn't dwindle. Um, I know Hunter and I are both doing long distance relationships um, and we've had to learn the importance of communication and uh, pursuing our loved one from a distance um, so that they know how much we care about them. um, And that so that whenever we come together again, we're actually in person with one another. um, It's not like we haven't been a part of each other's lives for the past however long it's been. Um, and it's the same thing with this friendship. We have to be intentional in the way that we, um, consistently connect with one another. Um, whether that's through zoom Bible study or, uh, just sending each other texts on a regular basis, um, to, to make sure that the other people know what's going on in our lives. Uh, and it can be really easy to let that, to let that, um, not occur. Uh, cause it's pretty easy for me to just hang out with my friends in college or, um, to, you know, spend time talking with, uh, Michaela on the phone and, and never updating Joe and Hunter on, uh, the events going on in my life. Um, and we've all three had to figure out the best ways to do that so that, um, when ministry opportunities do present themselves, we're, we're ready to go and we don't feel like we have to reconnect because we already know what's going on in each other's lives. Yeah, that's a good point, Lars. I was just thinking about when you were saying that, how I think when we hear the word intentionality, we feel like it's a big word and it takes a lot of work. Where It's really a simple text message. You know, it's a simple check-in from, you know, one another 
saying, hey, how's this going? Hey, how, because I know that y'all have said before when, and you may have mentioned this or have talked about it before, but when, like, you know, when Josiah is not reading his Bible because he's not texting you guys, like, you know, little verses or little check ins, you know, and that's y'all's way of knowing about him that, you know, you need to get on him. You need to check on him and see, like, how he's doing. So it's simple little, that's, intentionality doesn't have to be this weighty, really heavy thing. It's just a simple little check-in here and there with the person that you're growing, you know, towards Jesus with. Uh, that's a really cool, uh, really simple way to to keep that going. Uh, what about you, Hunter? Yeah, I think um, with the intentionality thing too, I just want to add, especially for myself, I'm like super forgetful person. And when you hear intentionality, it's like, well, that's, you know, that's tough. It's hard to even keep track of my own stuff. How am I going to keep track of being intentional with my, you know, with my homies, whether that's over, you know, text messages or phone calls or it's in person. I mean, I, I strongly recommend, I don't know, I know you don't do ads in this podcast, but like a Google task manager or something like that, or like reminders on your phone or whatever. I don't really like the Apple one that much, but the Google one does the job. And I like, whenever I hear people's like, people are doing interviews or like they have a big test or they have something going on. I don't remember that. And, you know, people that know me might listen to this podcast and be like, oh, wow, he doesn't care. It's like, well, there's a thousand things going on, but I did remember to put it down in my Google task manager. So I get the notification to pray about it. And I also get the notification to ask that person about it and be intentional with, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I care about you. You know, this is important to me. So I I think that's really important too. Um, I think accountability is a huge part of relationships and it really can show people that you care about them. And I think really, if you don't hold them accountable to being the very best person that they can be, then you aren't truly caring and loving about them. And of course, I don't like step on anybody's toes because it is really difficult to hold people accountable because not everybody wants to hear like, hey, you you aren't doing as well on that maybe, or hey, you said you were going to do this, but now you're not doing that. And it's like, it's really difficult to hear, but whenever people do that, it stinks in the moment for the people that are receiving it. But then later you're like, man, I'm so glad that they mentioned that because now I can get back on track with what I'm supposed to be doing. Now I can be successful in my Bible reading or, you know, being smart about, you know, whatever, just where I'm at, who I'm with and, you know, accountability, things like that. But it is super possible to find that basically anywhere you go any, you know, any community you're in, you can find the guys or the girls that are going to be awesome friends to you that are going to be encouraging and intentional and hold you accountable to eventually, you know, be your best self. Um, you just have to go out there and find it. Um, we happen to find it in Belize. And once we found it, we didn't, you know, we, <laughs> we didn't let it go, uh, over all these years. Cause I mean, the last time I went to Belize was in 20, 17 you know uh and that was geez i was what i was 19 now i'm 24 so i mean it's oh, man no. uh, that's super cool it's awesome so yeah that's accountability <laughs> nice yeah that's great no i love uh i love just the and again it, yes it is work i, I don't want to i don't want to make it sound like and you guys do a good job of talking about this too of saying that it's super easy to do what you guys have done because intentionality is not easy intentionality is not meant to be uh, easy and for sure accountability when people hear the word accountability i feel like our culture is tired of hearing it because for so many years our youth pastors or parents or whatever 
they were all telling us you need to have an accountability partner and it's like a new year's resolution. You would get one and then you'd, you know, you're done. Um, but I love how much you guys have poured into the relationship and seeing God work in and through each of you individually and together is, is really cool. Um, okay. So we only got to like half of what we wanted to get to. And so I'm super excited, uh, to get to some of the questions later, but we're going to split, uh, for now. And so, uh, if you're listening to this and have enjoyed the conversation, be sure to catch, uh, the next episode that's going to come out part two of our conversation of Jesus centered relationships, because it's going to be a great, uh, a great conversation about managing conflict. I'm super excited about that. So thanks for listening today. I hope this has encouraged you a little bit and hopefully challenged you. And uh, we'll catch you next time on the Refuge Podcast.